circles retrieve it. Two 15-year-old boys have been charged with murder following the fatal stabbing of a teenager in Bristol. They're due to appear in court tomorrow. 16-year-old Darian Williams will be on Wednesday double Premier League. Brighton and Rangers are the new Scottish Premiership leaders after a 3-0 win at St Johnston. The Mashup Show with DJ Kev Lawrence. Hello, good evening, and it's Sunday then, the 18th of February 2024. Welcome to another Sunday night Mashup Show with me, Kev Lawrence, here on Castle Down FM. And thank you so much to the fantastic Sue. Right, we're going to start off tonight's show with some brand new music. Are you ready for these two? Here we go then. It's another Mashup with DJ Kev Lawrence. This is my Mashup Show on Castle Down FM.
Castledown FM 104.7 because our community matters. So that was Pop Star Then by Lime Garden and also Too Much Too Little by Georgia here on Castine FM for a Sunday night. And of course, Sue will be back next Sunday with her Sue's Soothing Sounds. Now, don't forget this show, uh, we're going to be finishing actually in a few weeks' time. Yeah, I can't believe it. The, the Mass Up show uh, for a Sunday night then. Our final one is going to be Sunday the 3rd of March and then we'll be moving basically to Sunday morning breakfast. Yes, 8 till 10, Kevlar at breakfast every Saturday and Sunday starting on Mothering Sunday then Sunday the 10th of March 8 till 10 yes it's going to be absolutely fantastic and also it's going to be great uh, to be back on a Sunday and starting of course on Mothering Sunday
why not send us a message on 07 562 941015 Love to you. 
It's another mashup with DJ Kev Lawrence. This is my mashup show on Castledown FM. You're listening to another mashup show then with me, Kev Lawrence, here on Castle Down FM. We're going to be here until uh, 11 o'clock tonight then. And uh, we've got our first interview coming up then. I caught up with 17-year-old singer called Bao. Absolutely amazing the other day, basically, uh, on the telephone. Uh, This is what I found out. It's Kev Lawrence, live on your community and community radio and www.castledownfm.com. It's Kev Lawrence. Hi, thanks for having me on. I'm okay, how are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? It's actually quite sunny today, which is making me happy. Do you know what it is? It's gorgeous here in car part one of Salisbury District Hospital Bell. You've brought the weather with you, love. Thank you so much. <laughs> Now, it says here you're 17, uh, you're from the Midlands, and you have a passion for, for music, fashion, dance, and porridge. That's great. Yeah, 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 I do. <laughs> so, you, you like porridge then, do you, uh, Belle, yeah? Yeah, it's a bit of a weird obsession, actually. I have it, like, every single day with so many toppings, um, and everyone seems to, to ask about that obsession, because I think it's, it's a little bit weird. <laughs> That's great. And, and why do you like porridge then, please? It's your favourite cereal, obviously, yeah? Yeah, I, mean, I don't actually really know. I think I started eating it in, like, lockdown, um, and I just never stopped, and it's kind of a comfort food now. <laughs> Great. Uh, and what's your favourite topping, then, on porridge, would you say, Belle, please? Oh, uh, chocolate and strawberry, definitely. <laughs> Great. Great. And obviously, you, you, you love music. Um, I, 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 yeah. I mean, when does singing start for you, please? Um, so, I've been surrounded by music my whole life, to be honest, because uh, my parents are also musicians, but... Um, I guess I started my passion when I was about 13 in lockdown and I started uh, writing and, and you know, posting it on social media and that's kind of when I realised, yeah, music's definitely what I want to do and the path I want to go down. Brilliant. And, and where do you get your ideas from for, for, for writing, please? Yeah, so most of the songs have kind of drawn some past experiences, I guess you could say. Um, but I literally am writing 24-7. If you want to do, like, my notes up on my phone, I'm, like, hundreds of songs that will probably never see the light of day. But, um, yeah, I'm constantly writing. I could maybe find inspiration from a TV show or, like, something I've read. But literally anything, to be honest. That's brilliant. That's fantastic. And it says that you, you, you've, you've been on, 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 the, on the television. Uh, I mean, how has that been for you? Yeah, so I was on the CBC Saturday mashup um, in the summer and around Christmas time. And it was... It was definitely a full circle moment because I grew I grew up watching CBC, uh, so it was definitely a crazy moment to be on there performing my own songs. Um, but yeah, definitely I really love doing TV stuff, and hopefully we do some more this year as well. So yeah, it's all very exciting. Wow! And and also you've you've done a few little uh, festivals, for example, the the Reading Pride Festival. I mean, how was that for you? Yeah, I mean, I love being like it. I think it's awesome to like have a live reaction and, and crowds actually like singing along to my tunes um i sang uh i think it was my song a couple a uh, couple songs back uh follow your heart and it was the first time anyone heard it but there were people in the crowd taking videos and actually singing along and that was definitely um a, a proud moment definitely <laughs> and for you bell as well just before you were ready to go on stage in front of all those wonderful people and what have you and i bet loads of supporters out there for you uh what was that like for you before you got introduced live on the stage yeah i mean it, it, it's it's all quite overwhelming actually because i mean i started performing when i was about 15 so it's it's relatively new to me 
Um, but I think I'm most comfortable on the stage, honestly, and I, I kind of have this, like, alter ego when I go on. Um, so I, it, it just it definitely feels like where I'm, I'm meant to be. <laughs> That's brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. And you're hoping to do more uh, sort of gigs this year for 2024, yeah, out there, yeah? Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm back at Reading Pride in uh, September and doing uh, rainbow things in the park and hopefully some more around the summer. So, yeah, very fun. Brilliant. Now, you've got a new single, which we're going to play any minute now for you. Before we talk about that, t- tell us about some of the other singles that you've you've released over the last few months, please. Yeah, so I've released uh, six singles now, I think. Um, so a lot of them, most of them are all drawn from past experiences, and they all kind of surround empowerment and mental health. Um, I went on a school tour, and um, I did a, a mental health speech as well, so it all connects to that. Um, but yeah, I think uh, my favourite one was probably Beautiful to Me. Uh, I wrote that about a friend of mine who was going through a tough time. And she kind of came to me to find confidence. And I remember being really confused because I thought she was like the coolest person ever. But um, yeah, that was kind of my message to say that she was beautiful to me. Great. And what's it like for you actually recording in in a studio? And then when you hear the final version before it gets put in, in the big wild world there, uh, what's that like for you? Yeah, well, I mean, my producers kind of work with people like Gary Barlow and Esther Seven and Carly Minogue. So, I mean, you've got a lot of knowledge. Um, but he's also my dad, so my studio is in the garden. Um, and I guess it's kind of a studio is quite a normal thing to me. I'll walk in and like see him working on my music. It is, um, it's great when I write my songs and then kind of get to the end product. It is a, it's a journey and it's great to see how it all kind of unravels. Wow. So your dad, your dad is Mike then, Mike Rose, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, that's brilliant. Oh, can you just tell him that uh, uh, lots of people know, uh, if they, that they know me on this station. I love Kylie Minogue. I've, I've followed Kylie since 1987. Can you tell your dad that, please? That'd be great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you. That is so fantastic. Now, t- tell us about this new single then, uh, which I'm going to play any minute now for you. Yeah, so Envy, um, it mm. sounds to Envy. A lot of people don't realise that because it has like the actual letters Envy. <laughs> but um, it's basically about finding the positive in negative uh, times. Um, I did write it about a recent situation in my life and I guess you only have the urge to write it. But I just feel like it's a really important moment that no matter the amount of hateful comments you get from someone, you turn their hatred into something positive and productive. Um, and yeah, I wrote it as a message to other people that have, in or currently in situations similar to that. Brilliant. So where where are you going next? Where where are you playing next, please, Belle? Um, so I've got a lot of uh, gigs and stuff lined up. I'm doing a bit of modelling at the moment, which is a bit of a crossover. I hope to do some more TV stuff this year with the CBBC. I can't uh, like say exactly what it is yet, but it's very exciting. Oh, and wow. then yeah, uh, lots of summer gigs, I think. So hopefully when the the weather's a bit warm. I'll be playing a lot more. <laughs> Brilliant. And who 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 are you following yourself at the moment? Who 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 are you liking out there, please? Music wise. Yeah, um, I mean, I've been brought up on singers like Avril Lavigne mm. and Alanis Morissette and Pink. Uh, they definitely influence the way that I write. But right now, um, I definitely listen to a lot of Olivia Rodrigo and Ray, and also Lauren Hill, which is very yes. back. But um, kind of a mixture of lots of different things. <laughs> that's brilliant and are you hoping as well to, to have an album in, in the future is that, is that one of your th- ambitions to do yeah things to yeah, do yeah yeah definitely I'm, I'm nearly at an album right now um, we're thinking about two songs away from it so Ooh. it's very exciting I'm actually recording another song today um, 
yeah, nearly there actually. <laughs> oh, great! Well, let us know, Belle, when when it's uh, just before you're going to release it. We can get you back on again. Is that all right so, to talk yeah, about that, it? That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> now, before we play this, the, your brand new single, which is called again, please. Uh, Envy. Okay. Can you just tell us all the all the platforms that you're on, please? All your, all your links, basically, to you. Yeah. So it is available on all streaming platforms. Um, I post a lot about it on my social media, which is at uh, Belle Cumbley Rose. Um, and yeah, I post all the behind the scenes, all the silly things you want to see as well. Um, and yeah, my music's basically everywhere, especially on TikTok. <laughs> That's brilliant. And you're on you're on our Facebook page at the moment as we speak, uh, Radio Stock as well for you. Um, can you just tell the listeners about how, how are you spelling Bella game, please? Yeah, it's B-E-L-L-E and then K-U-M's mother, B-L-E Rose. Fantastic. Listen, thank you so much for allowing me to, to ring you. All right. Good luck today with recording it, uh, another song. All right. Oh, thank you for having me on. That's all right. And uh, thanks for bringing the sunshine as well to the show. You're a star. <laughs> all right. So would you like to introduce your new single, please? Yeah, of course. This is my brand new single, Envy. Take care. All right. Take care. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye.
great music variety and local information. Supporting Salisbury Hospice Charity, this is Radio Oddstock. It's Kev Lawrence, live on your community and community radio and www.castledownfm.com. It's Kev Lawrence.
Castletown FM 104.7 because our community matters.
another mashup with DJ Kev Lawrence. This is my mashup show on Castledown FM.
For everyone, we are Castle Down FM. On FM, online, and through your smart speakers, this is Castle Down FM News Update. From the Sky News Centre at 10. A woman's been arrested on suspicion of murder after three children were found dead at a property in Bristol. Police were called to Blaze Walk in the Seamills area of the city at 12.40 this morning after receiving a concern for welfare call. Two 15-year-old boys have been charged with murder after a teenager was fatally stabbed in Bristol. Chris Milligan reports. Darren Williams was attacked in a park in the eastern area of the city on Wednesday evening. The 16-year-old managed to get help nearby from a passing motorist, but collapsed and died at the scene despite the efforts of emergency services. Two boys aged 15 are appearing before Bristol Youth Court. They're also charged with possessing a knife. This latest incident focused police efforts on tackling knife crime in the city after the recent fatal stabbings of teenagers Mason Rist and Max Dixon. The body of Alexei Navalny, the Russian opposition leader, has reportedly been found in a hospital morgue in the Arctic two days after he died. Yulia Navalny posted the words, I love you, on social media, alongside a picture of the couple. Oppenheimer has swept the awards at the BAFTAs. Christopher Nolan's biopic about the physicist described as the father of the atomic bomb picked up seven awards at the ceremony in London. Killian Murphy got the EE BAFTA Film Award for Best Actor for his work on the movie. Oppenheimer was this colossally naughty, complex character and he meant different things to different people and, you know, one man's monster is another man's hero and that's why I love movies because we have a space to celebrate and interrogate uh, and investigate that complexity. It also won Best Film, Best Director and Best Supporting Actor. Poor Things, American Fiction, The Zone of Interest and The Holdovers were among the other winners. In sport, Manchester United made it four Premier League wins in a row with a 2-1 victory at Luton. Bottom side Sheffield United suffered a 5-0 thrashing at home to Brighton. In the Scottish Premiership, Rangers captain James Tavernier scored two penalties to help them beat St Johnston 3-0. That's the latest. I'm Daisy Steele. We are. We are. Castle Down FM. The Mashup Show with DJ Kev Lawrence. So this is hour two then of the big show tonight. Thank you so much for choosing us. Castle Down FM 104.7 and 107.6, of course, FM locally. And we're online as well, www.castdownfm.com. We're going to start off then with my two long play tracks in a row for you. And they're absolutely brand new, actually. A Love Ain't Gonna Wait For You by S Club. And Before We Drown by Depeche Mode. They're up next on hour two, hour two of the show.
Kev Lawrence.
It's Kev Lawrence, live on your community and community radio and www.castledownfm.com. It's Kev Lawrence. It's all been done before And if you could only let it be You would see I like you the way you are When we're driving in your car And you're talking to me one-on-one But you become somebody else Round everyone else Like you're something else Where you are and where it's at You see, you're making me Laugh out when you strike your pose Take off all your preppy clothes You know you're not fooling anyone When you become somebody
It's another mashup with DJ Kev Lawrence. This is my mashup show on Castledown FM. Our next guest then on the show tonight, the mashup for Sunday then here on Castle Down FM. I caught up with uh, the lovely Karen and her dog Luna basically in our sister station studios, uh, Radio Oddstock. And uh, this is what I found out. It was absolutely fantastic. And Luna the dog was just magnificent, very, very friendly and uh, just lay down whilst we talked on air. This is what I found out. I'd like to welcome then live in our studios and uh, for a uh, Monday afternoon actually the fantastic Karen. Good afternoon. Um, a good afternoon, Kevin. Of, of course, we've got Luna with us as well. So, t- just tell us about Luna. Who, who's Luna, please? Uh, Luna's my little dog. She's sitting very quietly and patiently um, right down by my side. Um, and she's also come along today to help promote Little Lost Luna, which we're going to tell you all about today, which is um, a new children's book. Brilliant. So what breed is Luna again, please? Oh, interesting question. I, I've made up a term. <laughs> I call her a poigle, which is a pointer beagle. But I had a DNA test done on her and she's all sorts. Got Chihuahua, German Shepherd, a real Heinz 57. Wow. And how long have you had her for now, please? Uh, so it's been just over three years now and three years since the incident, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's absolutely gorgeous. Um, she's just let down as at the moment as, as we speak. Yeah, she's very good. And she's unusual looking, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. she is. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you obviously love her to bits. I mean, your friends and family, what, what do you think about all this as well? You know, you get getting her basically. So, so yeah, m- mixed thoughts, loads of different things, and they're really, really happy that we're getting our story out there. Um, I think for them it was just as traumatic as it was for, for me and Luna, so we, we were really reliving it a little bit. But, um, yeah, we it just really pleased that we're kind of making something good out of something that yeah. was a little bit kind of horrible yeah. at the time yeah. and doing something positive with it. So how did you get her then? What, what happened, please, about three years ago? Yeah. Okay, so so I'd only had Luna a couple of months. She's a rescue, so that that's quite a key fact. Yeah. Um, and bless her, she'd flown all the way from, from Cyprus and had quite a traumatic journey to come to me. And we were just starting to build that bond, as you do with a rescue dog. Um, and uh, 1st November 2020... Um, fireworks <laughs> i wasn't expecting it that night because it was the first um but unfortunately yeah, i was i was out i was caught unawares i had her off lead sillily she took off um and uh it took 10 days to to track her down really it was a long old time and it, it felt longer at the time and um Karen, awful it, was, it, yeah. it was pretty awful all for, for me awful for her yeah. fireworks going every night it was raining it was particularly cold that november um but we'll talk a little bit more about the story in a bit, but it, it does luckily have a happy ending. Yeah. And that's because of a, um, a, a an organisation that joined the search, Solstice Missing Dogs. So I'm forever grateful to them. If it wasn't for them, I don't think Luna and me would have had that happy ending. Yeah. And of course, the public that were working with them um, to spread awareness, reporting in sightings. So we were able to see where she was going. And there's, there's a map in the book wow. of all the sightings, but n- no one could catch her. She was a bit too flitty. And, yeah. um, but as I say, between the tracking and we slowly kind of worked out where she was um, staying and, and the kind of behaviours and routes she was doing, they were able to slowly kind of track her down and use the public to, to lure her in. Yeah. 
And, uh, yeah. So when when she went then, when she shot off because of the fireworks and, uh, and what have you, what did you do straight away? What, what, what did you think? I mean, it must have been awful for you, bless you. Oh, yeah. it was, you know how stuff just happens yeah. so quickly and it's in those moments, time kind of slows down. But we were at, um, it was unfortunate because she ran down a track and it mm. came to a T-junction. There was a 50-50. Is she going to go right towards home? Right. Um, that she sort of knows the direction now, or is she going to go left into the, you know, beyond? And yeah. she went left. And I, I didn't know that, of course. Of course, no. Uh, at the time, and yeah. ran back up to where it was. I, I was just in complete panic for the yeah. first hour or so. And it wasn't until, the, uh, say, the organisation got in touch and were able to calm the whole thing down. I was just running around. I remember the, the middle of the night kind of running through cornfields and all sorts, just doing things that... I thought was useful yeah. running around shouting her name but actually was all the wrong things to do okay, um, okay. and it wasn't until the next day we calmed everything down and had it almost like a bit of a military operation we had like a little HQ we had um, oh, so many friends and families and complete strangers were coming up and Aww. helping out putting out posters going to the printers and say in the HQ we had a big map and mapping sightings and we worked out actually she was staying in Bentley Woods so just to the east of Salisbury right okay and going out each day bless her to try and find her way home yeah yeah then you can start to see as as the book details um after a while she starts going further afield so she's she's a smart dog yeah obviously I'm biased yeah, yeah 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 um, and when when she went missing on that particular night was there anybody else around were you just purely on your own I, really? I was with one friend okay. and, but both of us were just as clueless yeah. as each other yeah um yeah and to say it wasn't until the next morning where we, we got other people involved yeah. that it started becoming more of a productive kind of session. But it, it's that, that first kind of hour I that it is the most horrific. Yeah. And, and and if I'd known the advice now, which I've put all on Luna's website, yeah. so just to say www.littlelostluna.com, um, so just advising people that have got missing dogs and also some advice about fireworks and rescue dogs. But had I known what I know now, I would yeah. have kind of stayed where, where she, I'd lost her and kind of sh- not shouted her name so frantically and all sorts of things like that. But you just don't know yeah. when, when it happens. Yeah. And those 10 days, I mean, what was that like for you, Karen? Oh, it's so strange looking back. Like I said, uh, writing the book and and picking out some pictures was a little bit um, uh, traumatic kind of thinking back, but it it also makes me feel so grateful. Um, But yeah, it's it's hard hard thinking back, but it it was obviously just an an awful time and I had no idea we were going to have that happy ending, of course. And um, but I think at some point I kind of switched and turned into like, like, right, we've we've got a mission here and was part of the, the big team that were trying to get it back kind of like you push all your emotions to the side and and be useful if that makes sense um but that reunion was the most emotional bit i bet it was i mean uh, uh, by the 10th day i mean yeah what was that like when you when you saw her (laughs) oh i I think both of us were a bit taken aback so so what was really sweet the um the organization solstice missing dogs um one of um their their main people came around and i i was used to giving them kind of Luna's favourite food to put in traps and all sorts of things and they said oh give us a hand with something and I walked round the house the back of their van expecting to find a cage or something opened the doors and there was little bedraggled Luna looking so sorry for herself and it, it took it took us both a while I to kind bet. of. She came in the house and slowly, as again as the book detail was, um, she slowly like sniffs around and realizes where she is. Yeah. And she had such little energy, bless her. She just did a little squeal and cuddled into me, and she you could just tell she was as happy as I was for that. Yeah, just happy ending. 
And she obviously survived those ten days. I mean, you said sort of particular part of the woods she was she was based in. Do you, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. So we know roughly that that yeah she was staying in Bentleywood. We're not sure quite what she mm. was doing or where she was staying. staying I think. Yeah. It, it, um, it could have been we know for example she was hanging around kind of gardens with other dogs so perhaps looking for scraps of food and things like that right but she's a very resourceful dog i think actually her horrific upbringing actually paid off here yeah. um, so, so we think she's next hunting dog i say from ah. cypress but she was on the streets for a little while okay and just kind of yeah scrounging food and all sorts so yeah. so i think those days kind of paid off and and kept her alive yeah. and and even though i said earlier that it was raining and cold at least she had water to drink yeah. had it been midsummer it might have been a different story but she's yeah very resourceful very smart uh, managed to dodge trains cars Gosh. people <laughs> wow. um, all sorts yeah what a journey she's been and and why did you particularly want to take a rescue dog please I have always wanted to have a rescue have dog you? yeah, yeah. I, I I just love the thought that a, a, an animal has had not the best you know, start to life, yeah. and you're able to offer them this gift of just happiness, and it's been the absolute best thing I've ever done in my life, oh, and it's a daily kind of joy um, seeing her happy, enjoy herself, see over time her come out of her shell. Obviously, the the, the incident in Verticomas kind of set us back a little bit in terms yeah. of her confidence. But over the three years since then, as say she, I mean, when when we met you, the fact that she came up to you, she yeah. never would have done that to a stranger previously. Of course, right. Wow. Um, so just that joy of seeing them happy, seeing them come out of themselves and their real personality shine through is the best thing ever. Yeah. But it obviously meant she was... Um, a lot more nervous than the average dog, especially after only two months of, of living with me. Yeah. Um, and so, so that's why people would say c- couldn't actually catch her. Um, it was more of a case of sighting her and, and luring her in. Wow. Fantastic. Well, great. So t- t- tell us about the book then, the story then, please. Uh, yes. Yeah, so the actual book's called Little Lost Luna. As, mm. as I said earlier, I wanted to capture this story um, in a book, um, mainly because I had, first of all, my nieces in, in mind for this. Um, but I also wanted to capture it because when I was younger, I remember reading stories about animals, all, all different sorts, and it really captured me and made, made me a a, a, a real bond to, to nature and animals and I have ever since hence me having Luna later down the line yeah. um, but but we, we just had to capture the story both her um, coming home after being rescued and having that that um, a bad start to her life and then being rescued all over again just two months later yeah. all to the thanks of, of the public um, working behind the scenes and say creating that happy story um, and yet, at the same time as spreading awareness through that story of, of missing dogs, rescue dogs, and the impact of fireworks, we're also raising money for charities. So we've got three charities that we're raising money for. Okay. Of course, Solstice Missing Dogs, who always need equipment. I've seen, you know, what they do in their own free time, but how much uh, resources they need to, to, you know, track these dogs down. Um, we've also got Super Dogs. Which you've uh, got Joe coming I've on got this Joe afternoon. Joe coming later on, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Super Dogs is 
founded by Mel, who's actually one of the heroes of the story. Right. Um, Melina actually lives in Cyprus, where Luna was found, and she originally rescued Luna, and again, someone I'm eternally grateful for. Um, she's now established Superdogs, which and I know her personal mission is to go out and save as many dogs as possible. Joe will tell you more later. Yeah. And I just want to be able to you know, support her, and having been able to do that through through Luna has been fabulous and uh, my third charity is called Foal Farm which isn't actually local to here it's local to where I grew up um, and again fulfilling a lifelong childhood dream I've, I've always wanted to be able to help them and now I've finally got an opportunity to help I know what great work they do and yeah. and being able to help in any way is fantastic yeah well you co- you came in didn't you to one of the, the schools i do supplying which was green trees you know it's it's just so funny um because I, I i kept one of your leaflets look you see i've got it here and i was going to get in contact with you uh about it and then of course joe who i've had on well a, a youngster basically on uh, uh, uh but previously said oh, you've got to speak to this lovely lady and it's just so so weird but i mean the book is beautiful the illustrations are beautiful you know you had the big you had the big uh, illustrations for the kids to to look at i mean i mean um and I can't take credit for that. Just, okay, just, yeah, yeah. So just who, who, who did your illustrations for you? Yes. Yeah, so, so I got in touch with a person called Ellie Tompkins. I particularly wanted someone that, that was new to the scene. Yeah. And we, we were both kind of figuring it out together. Um, but she did a fantastic job. I mean, you can see the picture. It's beautiful. Apologies to, to the listeners that can't see the picture yeah. right now. But um, it is a likeness to, to Luna. Yeah. And it re- she really has brought to life those scenes throughout the book yeah. that accompany my um, na- narration. Yeah. I mean, and did you ever think you would write a book? in your life because this is the first time isn't it you've never done anything oh, like this before have you never done anything like yeah. this at all and, I, and I'd say it was strange because people call me an author now which is very very strange <laughs> to be introduced as an author but actually I, I would call this more of a, a project um, I, I always I've always loved writing and I would eventually like to write other books um, in the future again another childhood dream I'm uh, ticking off um, but for me um, yeah bringing to life Luna's story not just in, in the story but working with Ellie the illustrator um, working with the website to give you know make sure that advice is sound and bringing it all together is is being a a labour of love shall I say uh, that's taken a couple of years but I'm so glad now that we've got a product out of it and and other people can enjoy Luna's story now yeah and before you put you released it to to the big world basically um, you you had a hard copy in your hand What, what was that like for you Oh, it's very strange. Um, and and actually, when you see it yourself, it's um, you can't quite take it in. It's not until you start sharing it with people, say, originally having my nieces in mind, that it starts to kind of like, oh, I've got something I can put out there in the world. Yeah. And, and that was the original plan, just to keep it very low-key. But the more people read it... Um, the more people enjoy it. And I have to say as well, adults as well were seeming to enjoy the story. Good. Um, so I, I was, I just thought I would kind of branch out a little bit wider. We've gone more for a kind of lo- local Wiltshire, um, Hampshire kind of radius because mm. they, those are the people that remember Luna's story. Uh, but who knows what the future lies for Little Lost Luna. Yeah, fantastic. And you saying about the, the, the first uh, charity that found her, um, did, did they, uh, how, how was she when, when they found her, when they first found her, basically, after all those weeks being, being missing? But, but did they say anything to you? To, to you? Yeah. Oh, so uh, yeah. Solstice Missing Dogs. Yeah, not, yeah. yeah. Um, so um, they, 
I, I think they were just witnessing what I was witnessing. Yeah. And, and the thing is, these people are so experienced. Yeah, they, I, bet, yeah. I You would expect a, a dog to be like, oh, s- you know, skipping with joy. But like I said, she's just gone through a horrific experience. Yeah. Ten days. She, we reckon she, she travelled 11, um, sorry, 100 miles in those wow. 10 days. Um, and it was just, yeah, surreal kind of experience. But they're so used to, um, you know, g- getting these dogs back and these dogs being a bit worse for wear after that experience. Um, they they knew, just knew all the right things to do. Yeah. Um, for me, it was just all new and confusing. And yeah. um, but as I said earlier, forever grateful to yeah, them. Yeah, I bet. Gosh, you know, and all and, and you met other people you said as well, general public, you oh know, they all helped you as it, well, yeah. I, I, so, so as well as thanking Mel originally for, for picking Luna out of, um, you know, hundreds of, of dogs and rescuing her in particular, um, I've got Solstice Missing Dogs to thank, but my gosh, I've never had so much faith in people than when Luna went missing, albeit this was during COVID as well. Yeah, of course. And just yeah. seeing a community come together, so many people, again, friends and family that travelled all the way down or were out looking for Luna with me, um, helping us, say, with, with posters and things like that. Um, but, yeah, complete strangers coming up and, and posting on Facebook and really rooting for us. It was amazing yeah. to kind of see. And it's because of them. Yeah you know we were reunited i bet they were really excited as well when you said oh she's back that was the best bit giving giving the good news afterwards although it was hard work i didn't realize how how far we had spread word um but and having to reverse that all but again with that lovely message that luna's home she's safe she's sound she's recovering yeah so i hear you're doing you've been been around lots of schools you're saying lots of people to to try and promote the book and i know you you've had a lot of response which is which is fantastic because you're raising money obviously for these three charities as well um but you're doing a little thing at the moment aren't you before valentine's day tell us about that please uh, yeah. yeah so i'm completely self-published at the moment first wow. time you know d- doing all this and the, the way i've um, been able to push out the book is is um all through myself and mm. ordering straight from the, the printers so that's why i've done a, a big push the last month or so so we start on blue monday to try yes. and cheer people up in mid-january well and then the end date is valentine's day so it's in a couple of days time um and um yeah the idea was was to gather you know initial people that wanted to you know um s- support the project at that point um and then i'll be doing my big order on on the 15th of um february um it may well be available after that day i'm not sure what the plan is but yeah. at the moment i need a little rest because it's been quite a hard push so we've, yeah. done, we've done our rounds both me and luna yeah. um, appearing in schools and like you said um but yeah we're just gonna um put the book out see what you know that that further crowd think of it and, and go from there brilliant fantastic so how can the listener get hold of a copy please if they're if they're interested yep fabulous yeah. so again i'll say the website again so it's www.lossluna.com so if you go on there all the details are there um it's through paypal the the paying system at the moment but Brilliant. i have encouraged people that don't have paypal accounts to, to get in touch you'll probably have seen me posting on facebook yeah. and yeah. infiltrating groups at certain points and my name's karen chapman so you can find me on on facebook and get in touch if you don't want to use paypal but yeah go, go to the website www.lossluna.com fantastic absolutely brilliant what a great story i mean as you said hot you know sad and uh, and what have you i just can't believe you know 10 days and uh, and what have you and you must have thought sometimes you know is she going to come back is she going to go back but she did yeah yeah 
yeah. amazing. Yeah, so, no, fabulous. Thank you for sharing that joy. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Fantastic. Okay, just say your website again, please. That'd be great. Yeah, sure. www.littlelostluna.com. Brilliant. And you've obviously got uh, details about the charities as well on there, I presume. Yeah, everything's yes. on yeah. there, including the real story. Got the advice. Yeah. Got the three charities. Yeah. Um, if you want to find out more, just get in touch. Yeah, brilliant. Fantastic. Well, listen, thank you so much, Karen. And Luna as well. She's just under the desk. Isn't she? Yeah, she, thank you so much for having us. She's having she's a little nap. She's having a nap, isn't yeah. she? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> absolutely brilliant. All right, take care and have a great rest of uh, today. All thank right, you very take much. Care. Bye. Bye. My lover's got humour. She's a giggle at a funeral. Knows everybody's disapproval. I should have worshipped her sooner. If the heavens ever did speak, she's the last true mouthpiece. Every Sunday's getting more bleak. A fresh poison each week. We were born sick, you heard them say it. My church offers no absolutes. She tells me worship in the bedroom. The only heaven I'll be sent to is when I'm alone with you. I was born sick, but I love it. Command me to be well. Amen. Amen.
The Mashup Show with DJ Kev Lawrence. On 
FM, online, and through your smart speakers. This is Castle Down FM News Update. From the Sky News Centre at 11, two 15-year-old boys have been charged with murder following the 